time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back, Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We got Brian Falconer, co-host extraordinaire. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing good. That extraordinary is too much. <laughs> too much. You need me to find a different word? Yeah, something a little bit more humble. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit smaller. <laughs> I'm extraordinaire. Not, you, know, you are humble. extraordinaire. Humble. Oh, man. I'm just yeah, you know what? Dude. You are a regular dude, but yeah. that's why you're the extraordinaire. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> nope. Not happening. Not working for nope. you. All right. I'll come up with something new. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility. It comes behind extraordinaire. I walk in all normal. They're like, wait a minute. We went to that thing in Fort Worth. (laughs) And Dan was like, you know, you look different in film. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) He said, you know, you're kind of dressier. I was like, oh, Rob didn't tell me what to wear today. (laughs) He was expecting something else. And I'm, I didn't think I needed a t shirt and a baseball cap. Sweat, sweats. I did have on sweatpants, didn't yeah. I? Had on a black sweatpants. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was an event. It wasn't a swap meet. <laughs> it was at a swap meet. <laughs> so, anyway, what are you smoking tonight? Nothing. Oh man, you know what? I feel bad with <laughs> someone else because I told him not to light one up because yep. I have a gift for him, and that's what the show is about tonight. Yes. The gift of giving cigars. Ooh. I mean, and if you're, I mean, it's one thing just to be like, "Oh man, I like this stick. Try yeah, it out." Yeah. But when you want to give a gift to someone, tell it takes a little thought it. process behind it. it. You know what I'm yes. saying? Because I mean. <laughs> I could. Now, wait a minute. You did. Let me just tell you. <laughs> Not you before you we did. started the show, I said, I got you a gift. And he goes, Oh, no, I can't smoke another dog rocket. <laughs> not today. <laughs> that would not be a gift. That would be a gag. Yeah, it's still a G. <laughs> <laughs> not that I haven't done it before, uh, once or twice. Mm. But anyway, no, I, I got you a gift, man. All right, all right. And, you know, I thought about what you would like. Okay. While I was gone. While you were gone. I went okay. out of town. I'll tell you, that'll be another little bit later. A I'll tell you about going gotcha. out of town this weekend. Gotcha. But I was at a cigar shop and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up Bryant something. Wow. It's fa- it was Father's Day. And I thought, wow. you know. So anyway, <laughs> I was looking around in there and I saw a few cigars that was like, that'd be good. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. And then I saw a uh, Padron 1964. Ooh. And I was like, I would love to have one of those. <laughs> so I, that would be good for me. Yeah. So I bought that for myself. <laughs> I got you. But that was my because, gift to me. <laughs> because here's the thing: if I have the opportunity to buy you a gift, uh-huh. would you rather have a really good stick that you can get anytime? Or would you like me to get a stick that would blow your freaking mind blow and you can't mind. find them? Yeah, blow my freaking mind. Yeah, let's mind. do that right yeah. now. Uh-oh. Uh oh, Lord be with me, fans be with me, <laughs> everybody be with me. We know who we're dealing with right now, not right now, right now. And then he turned around, so I couldn't even see it come out of the. Your door's open. Thank you. <laughs> Usually, I hear people say your flies open. No, your so door's thanks. open. <laughs> All right, this is. You ready for this one, yes, bro? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
I feel it. I know what it is. Ah, <laughs> yes, sir. I, I, you know what? I was like, bam. Oh, CAO, yeah. baby. That basin. When I felt, I was like, oh, I know you that. You were like, that ain't a band. <laughs> nope, I know this. <laughs> That's a rope. Oh, most definitely. A little Amazon basin the for greatest, you, bro. The greatest. And so I knew you would enjoy that. And it's like, dude, I could have got you a 1964, but, but I think you'd rather have that. You because, know I would. Because you can find a 1964. Shit, I can't find these right. anymore. And I'm going to smoke a new cigar that I've never smoked before. What do you need? A cutter? Cutter and a lighter. There you go. Well, we got one cutter, but we have several lighters. I'll That's give you the. Even my own. <laughs> hey, my brother had that. And when I was in Lubbock, he gave it back to me. So it left with your brother? <laughs> no, it left with me, and I left, left it in Lubbock months ago, like in October. For, I was like, man, where is my, my lighter? I, I left your lighter <laughs> in, Lubbock. in Lubbock back in October. <laughs> you thought that lighter was gone. gone. I'm like, well... <laughs> Maybe this is what was taking his place. And I was like, and then Zach, Zaka was like, no, nah, I bought that. For, I gave that to you all for the shed. I was like, dog. No, bullshit. He gave that to me. <laughs> he said he gave, he sat right there in the well, chair and said he, he, he might have changed the story <laughs> just to make you happy. <laughs> so that's but why it, I brought hey, it back. But in the mail, it was addressed Rob Jones. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the problem. <laughs> Mm. So I'm smoking mm. a cigar I've never smoked before, but I've been intrigued about them. You just never see them anywhere. And the name of the cigar is the DBL Maduro, the Extra Vejo. Extra Vejo. Double Prinzado. Now, have you ever I've seen, never that, seen cigar? that I have it's, never seen it's that. It's very rare, but I've read a lot on these, and you know, I just never have come across them. But I went by Smoker's Haven in Lubbock. If you guys uh, know John Curtis, dude runs a badass shop. Good shop, good people. And the only thing I get, I do have a gripe about the uh, Smoker's Haven. Who was that? <laughs> they close too early. Oh, okay. Their normal close time is at 6 p.m. And I didn't get into town until 7.30. Me and Tim were going to go hang out at the cigar shop. Every day, 6 p.m.? Yeah. Wow. Now, now, depending on who's working, sometimes it, they'll let it go, you know, a uh, couple of hours more or something. I don't know. But, yeah, thanks for the cutter, bud. So, anyway, I went in there, and I told them, it was, you know, of course, great to see them, uh-huh. as always. But they had a stick that I knew you wanted. Oh, yes. And they had a stick that I have been really wanting to try. Are you see? That's a good looking it cigar. It is box pressed. Box press. What, what, what's the Vitola? Uh, it says a double prinzado. Bro, double prinzado. So you know, it's it, to me, it looks like a uh, Toro. Yeah, box been press. Because yeah. I mean, if it wasn't box press, I'd say that was probably about a fifty six. Mm-hmm. Being a box press, it's more like a fifty four point seven. Fifty four point seven. Eight nine nine three. Pull out my mic check. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so, how was your weekend, man? Man, my weekend was great, man. My my wife. It was Father's Day weekend, and she took care of me. I could I could not say anything, but we went to uh, Plano. Wow. She told me. She said, uh, 
somebody told me so, it's a guy that used to go to the church that smoked cigars. He lives in the DFW now. And he's like, to surprise your husband, take him here. And he said it, it was called the Colony. And it's a cigar shop. And I was like, I've never heard of that. It's in the Colony? Yeah. Okay. My but, wife used to work in the Colony. But we get there to the address. And guess what it was? A barn. Cigar International. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I was like. Oh, that's not, I'm not <sighs> thinking the colony. I'm thinking down south around yeah. Valley Ranch. You no, went up no. to the colony. Yeah, yeah. Cigar International. How was, was like, that? It was packed. Too many people. And they just I was like, I ain't going in there. And she's like, huh? I said, nah, nah. That's not, that's not my type of atmosphere. <laughs> that is Target. Yeah. I, no, I said Walmart. I yeah. said, that's Walmart for cigars. She looked at me. She's like, what? I said, that is Walmart for cigars. Now, I've and never not, been there, but I can imagine it was a, it was it was not no. a home shop. No. And then they have chairs and tables outside, and it was about 50 people outside. Wasn't it like about a million degrees? Yes. And it was... <laughs> The parking lot was full, 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 and it was people just walking. I was like, man, I'm not, nah, nah. I don't do supermarkets. I don't do chain stores, and I'm not going to do that. And she's like, huh, I said, thank you, but no thank you. So then we went to Addison, Texas. Yeah. And it's this place called Baker's House that makes St. Louis food. St. Louis food. Is it an older woman that no, owns the place? It's a guy, an older guy. And it's, it's some young guys, and they all from St. Louis, but they live in Addison, the DFW now. And I got stuff that is from home, fried rice that is dark, <laughs> no peas and carrots, <laughs> uh, rib tip sandwich. Oh, God, man, <laughs> that meat was falling off the little gristles. I was like, we on the way back, and I'm eating, and I'm licking my fingers, and I don't want to touch the steering wheel. <laughs> I'm just like. I said, we need to pull over. She's like, yeah. It, it was just, it was just, Sunday was amazing. Man. That's awesome. That so did amazing. y'all drive up there and drive back yep. in the same day? Mm-hmm. Just made a day of it. Made a day of it. Awesome, man. man. It was great, dude. It was great. So for my weekend, I, uh, me and my wife went down or up to Lubbock. And because, you know, my youngest brother and his wife just had yeah. their third baby. Yeah. And so we went up there and got a hotel, stayed the night, and the next day went and visited the family. But coming into town, I swung by a restaurant, picked up my wife dinner, took her to the hotel. She stayed in the room. Me and Tim went out smoking cigars. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And well, first we went on a bourbon hunt because <laughs> you, you know get the bourbon. when you go out of town, you, you want to take the opportunity because you know we can't find Buffalo Trace here. In town. Nope. So I bought two bottles of that. And then they had a bottle of uh, just the regular Four Roses for 22 bucks. I was like, Ooh, I got to get that. Yes. That's a no-brainer. And then uh, they also had the uh, Russell Reserve 10-year. And I haven't seen that around here in a while, so I snagged one of those. So anyway, you then. Did it. Good hunt, man. That was a transit road. Dude, their liquors, well, Texas liquor stores closed at 2100, mm-hmm. 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And... When me and Tim got together, it was 8.30, and we made three <laughs> liquor stores. <laughs> Don't look too long. <laughs> you see it, grab it, let's get out of here. Boom. Well, like the first we walked in, it was like, nah, let's, let's go. go another one. Yep. And, well, Tim was like, dude, it's 8.40. And I was we like. We can do it. 
<laughs> we can do it. I was like, we're in Lubbock. If we get in the door by nine, before nine, <laughs> they're well, not going to lock us in. I was standing in line at the liquor store, at one store, and a guy kind of like walks up and like going to cut in front of me. And I was like, go ahead, bro. I'm in no hurry. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, as long as they ring me up before yeah, nine, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I'm done. Yep. The hunt's over. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, but it was sir. a good time hanging out with Tim. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a little bit. Let's talk about our sponsors right quick. All the time. So we have great, great, Case great. Elegance. If you want to talk about quality humidors, I mean, dude, I haven't found another humidor that i find better quality better looking and the easiest maintenance of any humidor i've seen this is the perfect opportunity for the adjective extraordinary extraordinary (laughs) and here's the thing uh you know they send everything you need to season it you don't have everything and it's step by step instructions dude you've seasoned humidors before and it's a bunch of guessing work they lay it out bam you're a professional seasoner from this point forward don't use this right like (laughs) hey moron don't do this we know you've done this before and that's what you did and it's wrong do this a b c d one two three and you'll be there. And that's it. And let it sit. That's and they it. have pictures. Yes. Like, For those of us that get caught up on words, right. like, well, I'm reading it, but, uh, oh, picture. Right. It's like they make it it's foolproof. And it's awesome. Tim's got his. He told me that. Like he said, no big words. Yeah. Tim's got his humidor going. He got the Maserati yes. black and white one, you know. Yes. And uh, anyway, he said it's right on 70. Where mine I was is like, right dude, it's perfect. Right. There ain't no messing around. None. So None. check them out. And if you get anything from them and use the code Cigar Talk Coin, you get your own challenge coin with Cigar Talk on one side and Claro Humidors on the other. Case Elegance. Anyway, look down the show notes for that link. Yes. Uh, then let's talk about. McAuliffe Cigars. McAuliffe Cigars. Dude, they got a new uh, associate. Well, I, don't, I don't know her official title yet, <laughs> but her name is Lauren. She was on the Texas Cigar Roadshow mm. recently. You know, I love those guys. Yes, sir. And anyway, uh, we're going to get her on the show real soon, too, because I, I want to hear all about, you know, she was a tobacconist at CI where uh, you went, and they kind of like, hey. Oh, knows. that's right. That's the one that... uh. Uh, Al said he stole. Yeah, yeah. He said, nah, I need you over here. Yeah, and I, from what I saw on the Texas Cigar Road Show, she's pretty sharp. She yeah, knows her beer yeah, and she knows her cigars. Yeah. I don't know beer. Me neither. I don't want to know only, beer. The only beer I knew was Michelob. <laughs> Anything other than that, you know, I was like, I, nope. I used nope, to drink Michelob. Nope. It was actually a pretty good beer. Yeah, uh, the rest of that stuff I can't mess with, man. Yeah, I'm no. not a fan. No. Of, well, you know, every now no. and then. No, still not every now and then. Yeah. No. Now so you know, if you see me with a beer, I'm getting ready to make. I'm getting ready to cook with it. Mm. That's it. I'm getting ready to cook with it. So don't think I'm gonna drink it. I'm getting ready to if cook with it. If you see me with a beer, it's because there's no bourbon within <laughs> 200 miles. <laughs> you will make a 200 mile just to, just so I don't have to drink a beer. <laughs> I'm gonna drive 200 miles and get me some bourbon. What about 201? Nope, 200. <laughs> That's my cutoff. <laughs> 200. Give me a Michelob. 199. I'll drink the beer. I'll drink the beer. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to see about getting her on the show. Okay. And if you guys haven't signed up to be a McAuliffe ambassador. Where are you? 
Yeah. Come from under You're hiding rock, under man. a rock. Come on out. Come on out. I mean, if you haven't done it, quit <laughs> holding out. Please. Nine ninety nine, nine nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. If you get number nine 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 or ten thousand, we're gonna have you on the show. Yeah. So that means you can't wait. <laughs> yeah, because it's like <laughs> yep, daily. So anyway, look down the show notes. You become a McAuliffe ambassador. And check out their line of cigars. They have a price range of faux he to forty two, and got they it. have a blend for every palate. Yeah, so man. check them out. And yes. if your store doesn't have them, ask them to start carrying them. Yes, or call the Leaf. Next. So when we talk about the Leaf in Lubbock, not Lubbock, in Abilene, Texas, <laughs> at eleven sixty six North Second, hey, he's getting better and better. So go by there if you're within fifty miles. It's worth the detour because I mean, it really, is. it's the place to hang out. You're talking about the atmosphere at CI. Uh, you don't get totally that. Different. You know what I mean? Totally different. When you go to the Leaf, it's like, degrees. hey, welcome home, baby. Thank you. Welcome home. Thank you. It's good to see you. Yes. What you want? And then they what got a humidor that's like 550 million feet long. <laughs> Truthfully, I mean, that's where it seems. <laughs> you walk in there and it's like you a lot of a, cigars in there. You walk in there, you look like you're in a fun house. Like, yeah. does this end? Yeah, it's getting longer as you go. <laughs> like, man, come on. But full of sticks. Dude, how many times have you been in there versus how many times do you still walk around just like a kid in a candy store? I I know. And I'm like, I haven't seen that. And you ask Jay, how long, how long you have? They've always been there. What? (laughs) Right. I didn't. I've been there. He said, Brian, you come in here and you go to one spot. (laughs) Yeah, but I look sometimes. And when I look and I see something that I like, I'm going to snatch it. But you walk in there, man, it's like, like you said, every time you walk in there, fat kid in the candy store, it's something new. It's something new. It's something new. Uh-oh. Chocolatey Uh-oh. notes Uh-oh. so far. And I'm just barely in. But just, nice, smooth, retro hell mm. with a lot of flavor. Good, good. So anyway, sorry I didn't mean to interrupt That's you. But yeah, right. at the Leaf Dude, we've got it all. We've got it made. Yes. And if you are a Patreon member, if you're part of the Light em Up crew, Mm-mm. Jay has your name yep. on a list. He's yep. checking it twice to see yep. if you've been naughty or not. <laughs> no, all you, of if, them have been you, naughty. <laughs> if you call up Jay and make an order, he's going to give you free shipping. Yep. Free shipping for, for all the Light Em Up crew members. Yep. So if you haven't become a Light Em Up crew member, Come there's on. another benefit everyone gets is free shipping on anything from, from the Leaf. And they have not just cigars. Nope. They've got accessories. They've got lighters, ashtrays, smoking pipes. And when I say they've got pipes, they don't have a few no. like six or seven pipes no. or even like 10, 15 pipes. Here's they another have one a of those million Here, pipes. Here's another one of those. A plethora. They do have a plethora <laughs> of nice, fancy pipes. Pipes. Nice pipes. I mean, and when I say fancy, I don't mean like dainty. No. I mean like man stuff. Man you know what I mean? Stuff. Something you would love to have in your hand and puffing on. We should do a video. One eye squinted yeah, like Popeye. <laughs> we should do a video of all the pipes. You know, just you know, yeah. Because it's impressive. It and I'm not and even a, a pipe guy. Too. I'm not in a pipe guy. Oh, <laughs> the pipe tobacco, it's over a hundred. <sighs> and to me, that's a lot of yeah, pipe tobacco. To me, because I didn't, you know. I've tried it. I ain't tried all of them, but I didn't, no, I didn't no, try I, a few. I've tried some that I do like. I've some tried, like. I, that I've, no, I've, I've tried some that I'm like, yuck. <laughs> 
No. (laughs) I don't want that. Clean it out. (laughs) Yes. I mean, but that's the thing. There's one for everyone. You know what I mean? There it is, a few for everyone. And I tried some of the ones that the guys that have smoked for decades recommended, and I was like, eh. And see, that's the thing. It's, it's your palate. It's yeah, what you exactly. Like. I, I preferred more of the dark flake stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it, to me, that represented more of what a cigar is. Yeah. So. And here's the thing. The guys that smoke pipes, they're not trying to get a cigar out nope. of a pipe. Nope. They're enjoying the intended pipe tobacco yeah. experience. Yeah, and that's yeah, whatever yeah. works for you. Yeah. But I was always trying to be like... That's almost like a cigar. You know what I mean? And that's not really. That's not what you're looking for. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I smoke cigars, because yeah. that's what I like. <laughs> and we also like our last one. Viva, Viva La-, La Vida. I'm glad he didn't go. You still went too far with it. I did. <laughs> Viva La Vida. Felvis. Felvis. That'd be fake, me. Fake Elvis. Felvis. <laughs> Lemonade. You oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm having some lemonade today. Me too. I put tea and in lemonade. Tea. Yeah. It, it, it's called an Arnold Palmer mm. when you do that. Did you know With that? With something else, yeah. No, no, no. Just to Arnold Palmer, they actually sell this as Arnold Palmer they do? at the grocery store. Already packaged. It's half lemon, eight, and half yeah. unsweet tea. Mm. Mm. Well, I say unsweet tea. I don't know about the unsweet part. Because it's probably like. I mean, it's just, it's all sugar. <laughs> Liquid diabetes. Right. It's like, can we hook that up to my arm? <laughs> please, please, please. So, anyway, let's talk about Viva La Vida Cigars, Artisanal Tobacco, mm. Billy and Gus, two great entrepreneurs that have an amazing story. You go back and listen to one of the shows where we interviewed Billy and his yes. brother. Dude, listen to his story if you haven't heard it yet. Come on now, man. I mean, immigrants, they came over here. They have been successful because they have put in the freaking work. And they came out with American a beautiful dream. cigar yes, that, did. to me, should be in everyone's personal oh, humidor. yes, yes. At least two. Yeah. The Jester and the Club you, Well, I, I would say two of the same, <laughs> yeah. because when someone comes over, you're no, no, going to no, want to no. share that. Oh, well, that's the name of the show. So I, I understand. I just, I, yeah, yeah, this I is got the gift of I giving. Like, <laughs> I was like, make sure in my work. Wow. <laughs> wow. How's that basin? Dude. Yeah, I, I gave you that. See, Thank you. see how that works. Thank you. It's a gift. Thank you. It's it, that makes up for all the dog rockets. You could give me two more dog rockets, and this will make up. All right, this good to this know. This is a good to know for those that never had an Amazon basin. To me, I'm just done. I'm done. Hey, let me tell you something. So when I was at Smokers Haven, uh, I said, "Dude." I have a friend that will love this stick. Oh, yes. I said, How, do you have very many of those? And he was like, three boxes. <laughs> he does? Like, do you want to sell them? <laughs> he's like, what did he say? He just laughed. Because he knows. <laughs> he's got the la- some of the last three boxes. He, he acted like he didn't even care. Like it was no big deal. Oh, I got to get in contact with Smokers Haven. Boom. <laughs> I got to get in contact with Smokers Haven. Figured you'd want that information. Yes, appreciate that. You're welcome, bro. Gift to giving. Hey. <laughs> giving that information. Hey. So anyway, guys, uh, let's talk about our pick six this week. You got... I, Who's I, going first? I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> hey, I've got a lot of good cigars on Every, my list. Everybody's going to be like, we know who's going first. Let's listen now. You're right. Number one is going to be the Perdomo Sun Grown 10th Anniversary. Perdomo Sun Grown 10th. Good stick. Oh. I'm, I'm a, 
You know, really, anything in the sun-grown, the 10th anniversary, the uh, barrel-aged, yeah. all of those I'm a big fan of. You know, the only Perdomo I'm not a fan of is? is the Lot 23. 20, I knew you were going to say that. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't do anything <laughs> for me. So Understandable, bro. Anyway. Next, Romacraft Aquitaine. What Vitola did, Vitola did you get? I had to show you the picture. Okay. Because I didn't care about the Vitola. I was just Not so happy to see Vitola. Vitola. I was just happy to see it. You know, I, I started saying Vitola way back when, and now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to break me of doing that. You Might as well break you of it, too. He's just breaking you. He's <laughs> breaking me, too. Okay. That's like a, rubu- a fat yeah. Robusto. Fat. I don't know. I, you know, they've got so many different. They're, they are very unique Vitolas. And the at, thing about it is, you cannot say that Roma Craft is run of the mill with their Vitolas. No, not, not at all, dude. No, they're they, they are dream. so original. Yes, and I mean they they're making shit up that never existed before. <laughs> you're like, what is that? <laughs> I mean, and, and then you light it up. And you're like. Who thought it is? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Come on. And, Why you know, isn't everybody else doing this one? <laughs> you know, the thing about it is, I'll say this. A lot of cigar companies will make cigars, and they'll try to make them look fancy, mm-hmm. and they shoot over the mark, yeah. and it ruins it. Not Roma Dude, Craft. Roma Craft is very creative, but everything they do is simple. Very. You know what I mean? It's like... And when you do that, it's like perfection. Yes. It's like when they do a barber pole, they don't go crazy. Nope. When they do like the Black Irish, <sighs> the rap on that shit, is shit. like solid. Yes, it you know is. what I mean. And it's like, dude, because you see some that like do like you know the Pink Panther stealing <laughs> a jewel on the side. I don't know all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff. So yeah, but we're not looking for that. No, my last one is going to be a New World Cameroon Select. The New World Cameroon Select uh, is that different than what I know? Nope. Which now is that the uh, box press, yes. or now is that the uh, torpedo, or is that just the Toro? Who was the Toro? Okay, cool. And when I say it's a Cameroon, it's a Cameroon. Nice. It's a Cameroon. Really? It's a Cameroon. It's the real Cameroon? It's a Cameroon. Are you sure? The taste. Oh. Because real... I know. I know. know. Only comes from there. Right. We know. And there's like one... There's like three families, I think, that you can get it from. Mm -hmm. And they're like... They're like from uh, that movie. What movie? You know... Thou shalt not pass. <laughs> when you're trying to get in for some Cameroon. And you, and you, you got the fake. Right. Not happening. He's not real. He's not real. S- start sounding like, uh, what was his name? Uh, off of, uh, Yoda. <laughs> real, he's not. Real, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Okay, I'll do my three this week. Your three? Yeah. did I? You gave nope, three. I know. Well, what do you mean, my just three? Messing with you, bro. Oh, so look at this cigar picture here. So you know, here you know, old Jack's Rocks. Yeah, uh-huh. he like called me out for saying that you know people are on Instagram and trying to be just. influencers. <laughs> so because he gave me shit, 
all my pictures this week were banned free. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's. If somebody hit, hit me with that, but it was on TikTok. They're like, "Man, take that band off. Nobody wants to care." No, about no, the no. Band. That was not why. I'm talking about somebody did me. Oh, that oh, oh. I was like, Kiss "This my is my ass. shit, <laughs> right?" If you don't like it, don't watch take it. Take your band Move off. The fuck? Move the heck on. <laughs> I'm not telling you to pull That's, up your pants. Was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great... Look at the burn on that. Dude. I was like, yes! Yeah, but anyway, this was actually the uh, Perdomo ESV Maduro. The... So, anyway, I love the stick. And you know what? I It was interesting taking the band off and just smoking it. And I gotta, I'm going to get you to uh, look at this photo because i got to tell you a little something about it. But I'll come back to that. So my next one this week is the Blackbird, uh, and it was the Blue Band. I, shoot, I think that's the Raven. Yeah, that's what it is. And, dude, I'll tell you what, that Raven was fantastic. Have you smoked the Raven? Yeah, we smoked it here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. And then, dude, look at that photo right there. That's the Blackbird? No, no, that's no. That's another one? That is the 858 Arturo Fuente Maduro. And so, anyway, but then... Oh, he's trying to bust my list out. You hear this, Lou? No. You hear hear how you going, man? He trying to bust my list. Like, dude, I smoked extraordinarily. Dude, no, no, no. I smoked... I'm using that word again. (laughs) (laughs) I got you hooked on it. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, but no, it was... uh, What's the... uh, I smoked some Arturos this week, and there was one that has a different band than all the rest of the Arturos. And I apologize. I don't remember which one it was, but that one would be on my fourth pick of the week. If we did four, that one would be on here. Okay. So anyway, hey, guys, we got something coming up for you right quick. We're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. Hang in there. Hey, guys, we got Kevin Shahan from the Cigar Prop with us. It's been a long time coming. We've been, like, uh, in the shadow friends for a while just because he does his thing. I do mine, but we see each other in crossing all the time. So I wanted to have him on the show, and we finally got him. How you doing, Kevin? I'm, I'm doing good, Rob. Uh, welcome to the Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios. I'm glad to have you in studio, um, uh, be it virtually, but I'm glad to have you here. And um, we're uh, finally getting a hook up and, and talk. I think we've talked on the phone a couple of times, but we've never virtually hugged, fist bumped, whatever. <laughs> it would definitely be the fist bunk. I yeah. mean, I am a hugger, but that beard kind of shies me away from the hugs, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People will come in for a hug and then. They'll get like a face, especially if they're shorter yeah, than yeah, me. Yeah. They'll get a face full of beard, and it's always I don't. It's do not the, awkward for me. It's funny. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a face in the beard type guy, <laughs> but I know some people are. So yes. So let's talk about your cigar experience. I mean, how long have you been doing cigars? When did you start smoking cigars? What got you into the whole cigar scene in the very beginning? Well, you know, I, I try and tell everybody. Um, um, I've been in like. A, what I would consider a professional cigar smoker for probably about five to six years now, maybe seven years. 
And that is someone that, that I think that that smokes, you know, maybe three to four or five times a week, you know, if not every day, someone that knows a little bit about the cigars. I think a, a professional cigar smoker can, you know, knows the difference between a Drew Estate and a Dunbarton and a Espinosa. But so that that's what, that's what, you know, I, I consider, you know, now I'm a, a professional cigar smoker, but I've uh, been smoking cigars for probably 20 years, you know, but. Wow. How old time, are you, man? I'm 43. Okay. I, I had no idea how old you are because with yeah. the sunglasses, the hat, and the beard, I'm like, he could be like 50 or he could be like 12. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Somewhere yeah, it, in it, there. It, it, it completely throw, throws people off. So, but, uh, but uh, I started off smoking cigars kind of like I think the majority of people, you just pick up a cigar. Right. I mean, you pick up something cheap, you know, um, you maybe you look through the catalog and, um, you, you get something and, and then you're happy with that because you don't know any better. Um, so, uh, and then like I said, my growing up, my dad occasionally, maybe like a couple times a year, I would see him smoke a cigar. So he wasn't an avid cigar smoker. And I was a gearhead and my buddy, Brian, who I'm still good friends with, I grew up with him. Uh, his dad was a gearhead and then his dad smoked cigars, but like cheap cigars, but it was always that smell. It was always yeah. that. That, that cool look, you know, the old, you know, the guy 50 years old wrenching on cars and smoking a cigar. And so that kind of, you know, I, I don't know, is the FDA listening? It was because uh, we don't want them to know that, you know, it's like we look cool. And, and you know, I was above 18, so it's not like I was a child mimicking uh, right? how cool smoking was. But So like as a gearhead, like, are you still a gearhead? Yeah, I'm a mechanic by trade. It's what I do for a living. I did not know that. Very cool, yeah. man. You look yeah, like a, a mechanic, of, dude. Yeah, a lot of people think uh, that the cigar prop, all of this pays for my living. It does not, Rob. You know, you're I, now you're I, rich. I, I, now I, you're you're you have you have now you've got money because you've got professional equipment, so you must be rich. I'm not. Like I'm a, not rich. I'm just in <laughs> debt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all. It's always just managing that debt. It's, yeah, so. it's like if I had no debt, I still would not be rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so that's cool, man. So, like, do you also like work on tinker, build your own like hot rods and stuff? I and mean, what kind of mechanic stuff are you into? Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm a, a general repair car mechanic. I do suspensions, tune ups, alignments, tires, oil, whatever comes into my bay, pretty much. But uh. I, you know, when I was a kid, you know, um, uh, I, I, I had a couple of little cars and we, we tuned them up. We raced. Um, that was always a, a passion of mine, racing, quarter mile flat, uh, um, straight racing. And um, just kind of as, you know, as we all get older, we grow. I don't know. I hate to say grow up, but uh, but we grow out of things. And now um, I like uh, cars with lumbar support, heated seats. Um, and, Dude, not uh, heated seats. I want the ac heat i my 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 seats are ac oh that is so so nice i had a car once that had that and we no longer have that car we were driving about a four-hour trip last sunday and in texas man it's hot and uh we were like dang sure would be nice to have that ac leather seats right now oh yeah you know so so that that's you know 
and, and I don't want and I and I try and trade things in every couple of years because I don't want to work on cars um, after uh, after work. I don't even want to change my own oil. Oh, dude, I know? don't either. I I mean, I was I, I would not ever say I was a gearhead, but I could work on my own car when I was young. Yeah. But I drove a '72 Chevelle, and you know, there's not a lot of stuff you can't figure out on those old cars. Oh, yeah. And so now I'm like. I don't want to change brakes. I don't want to. I don't want to do any of that. I mean, I want to just put gas in and go. Oh, exactly. And then one day when I retire from this business, I I still won't do it for my own stuff. I will take it somewhere. Yeah. My t- my time is worth more money than a repair. If it's a big repair, or if it's something that that I know is expensive that I can do myself easily, I might do it. But it's it's not worth my time. Just pay someone. Pay someone else to do it. Absolutely. Well, I got I got so lucky because I did make a my own repair on my daughter's Jeep that saved me I don't know how much money, but my wife calls and says we had to leave my daughter's Jeep at so and so and the clutch went out and I was like, "Oh man, I'm not I'm not doing the clutch job." So anyway, I go over there and the clutch is just free flowing. You know what I mean? There's there's no restriction whatsoever. And what had happened is the little plastic insert that goes into the pedal had basically twisted off and broke. And it was a $6 repair. And I was like, oh, do you know how awesome that is to be a $6 repair versus, you know, $500? Oh yeah, exactly. You know, it's, um, it's yeah, luckily you, you lucked out. And I, and I still get a called occasionally, not too often, you know, once every few months to go over and look at a friend's car. Oh you know, yeah. Usually, usually that they can, usually my buddy, Brian, like I talked about earlier, like I said, you know, he can, he can work on just about anything as well, but sometimes it's out of his scope for, uh, to diagnose something. So at least I just gotta go over there and usually just look and, poke around and usually tell him, okay, there's the problem. Just replace that thing. And, uh, and, and he knows what to do. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's cool. I mean, at least you're not having to dive in hands first and, you know, and help. Cause you know, when you're doing something as a job, it's not that you want to be doing it all the time, whether it be for yourself or friends or anybody else. Yeah. You know, and you know how this is, you know, we, we work, you know, I, I mean, at least I, I work an eight hour, you know, day um, and then come home and cigar prop takes up another four to five hours of my of my time. You know, um, five Absolutely. days a week on the, on the two days I get off from my other job. Cigar prop is 12 hour days. Right. You know, so it's, there's always something to do. And even little things like going over to seeing a friend, you know, for a couple of hours and then that can set me back a, a, an entire day. You know, um, I, I just recently had lunch with my dad. Um, uh, I had to put him on the schedule six weeks in advance. Wow. And, uh, because, because I wanted to, to block out about a four hour time frame. To have, and he only, he only lives 10 minutes from me, you know. So, but yeah, I had to get him on the schedule six weeks out, you know, just to have lunch with my dad. You know, and, I'm um, impressed you have yeah. a schedule that far out. I have schedule in my brain about a week out. So that's about what I I can handle. Oh no, my yeah, my my scheduling is uh is, is usually four to six weeks. Are you, you know, OCD? I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty obsessive compulsive. Yes, I, I see. I can read that about you. I'm, yeah. I'm not OCD at all. I'm more ADHD. Yeah, no, which, it, it's which yeah, means OCD would but we would, like it. we would not work well together, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I and and I often say like when 
someone asked me, it's like, Hey, you know, can you come over to do this? Or can you come over and do this or whatever? Um, Jessica would be like, what time are you going to be home? I don't say six o'clock. I don't say six 30. I say things like I'll be there at six 13. I'll be there at six 17. I'll be there at seven seven Oh four. I know, I know what time, you know, I, I value time, you know, because it, it's the only thing in life that no matter how rich you are, you cannot buy more of true. You know, it's the, so, so I value every second of the day and I plan out every second. I, I have a snack every night. I've got about, and there's a, about an 18 minute window for uh, uh, an evening snack of when, you know, what, what I'm going to sit down and it's it just, it's mind boggling what happens up here. I, I understand. Uh. Cause I'm, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> so I completely understand how it is for you because to me, that sounds like a complete nightmare. But if I told you how I am, it would be a complete nightmare to you because you're like, are you crazy? You know? So, I mean, but that's what makes the world go around, man. We all have our different little ticks, you know? Oh, exactly. You know, uh, and, and Jessica complete She Jessica, you and Jessica would get along. I have to lie to her about everything when it comes to time. <laughs> yeah, no, so even our, even our, we have an alarm clock in the room. It, it, it runs 18 minutes fast just because I can't, you know, for her, she needs, you know, a, a little window, you know, a buffer. So it's never displaying the correct time. Well, I tell you this, I, I do, uh, I take naps. You take naps. I doubt you take naps. I, I, I enjoy a good nap every now and then. Like See, a, every like now hour. and then I take an, I take, I usually take two hours a day. Yeah. And the funny thing is I was taking a nap the other day and I had an interview. I think it was at four 30 and I'm on vacation for my regular job. So I was taking a nap. I woke up and I was in the kitchen getting something to eat. And I looked at the clock and I was like, holy shit, I'm supposed to be on a somebody else's show this week as an interview. And that was 20 minutes ago. So I haul ass out to the studio, throw on, you know, my headset, jump in. And I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I just don't keep up with time very well. So, but we had a good time anyway. So let me ask you this. Like, I know that Drew Estate, a big supporter of what you do, a big sponsorship of what you do. How did you get in with Drew Estate as far as, I mean, was that like one of the brands that you really were drawn to early on? Or is that one of the brands that you learned about after you've been smoking for many years? How did that play out? Yeah, you know, um, when I when I started Cigar Prop, you know, um, sit, sit, sitting at my, my lathe one day making a part, um, you know, and, that, and then I end up my cigar rolling around. I end up making a cigar rest. Jessica loved it said, you know, I should make and sell them. So we started the business. So then I'm like, okay, so I have a cigar accessory business now, even though it's just one product, I should probably do some kind of cigar reviews. Um, and, and back then there weren't a ton of channels. Um, so I'm like, all right, maybe I can make a go of this. I mean, and, uh, so I started doing some reviews of just some cigars I liked, you know, so then started, getting into uh, Facebook groups and chatting with people. Then I noticed people start posting about Drew Estate, getting to learn that company, tried a couple of their cigars and absolutely fell in love with, uh, with the cigars that they, uh, that they produced. Um, I loved the infused line. Um, uh, back when I first started, I smoked a lot more infused cigars than I do now. Um, and then 
just reviewing all of those cigars and and I've always been ever ever since I was a kid I mean I'm always a numbers and analytics person you know number people lie numbers don't lie numbers can never lie so every time I would do a review especially at the very beginning you might get 25 views you know how it was at the beginning oh yeah yeah you yeah doing that and then and then I would smoke like a Drew Estate and then I noticed I got a hundred views and I'm like huh smoke a couple more cigars back down to 25 or so smoke a Drew Estate. 150 views. I'm like, all right, so this is a cigar or, or a company that people want to know a little bit more about. So I started learning a little bit more about the company and the cigars, the history. Um, and then uh, got Jessica into it. Jessica, you know, raised in a, a new, born in New Jersey, says raised in New York. You know, she's a New York girl. She, you know, Jonathan Drew, the rebirth of cigars. She fell in love. And then we just, we just really smoked for a couple of years, just a lot of Drew Estate cigars. We loved the culture. We loved the lifestyle. We had such a blast at the uh, uh, one of the barn smokers. Uh, that, that was her very first cigar event. Um, and we just had a good time. And then it was, uh, I think, two years ago. Yes, I didn't have any barn smokers last year. Um, so it was the year before we were getting ready to start a show. I was a guest host. On, a, on, a, on another show, then I kind of started one with, with my boy Brad Reef from Zeal Cigars, and then we just got so busy that we just couldn't keep doing the show, being Arizona, the stupid time difference, and um, so we decided uh, to kind of go our own separate ways, and I mean, we're still best friends, still talk every day, but um, then I approached Drew Estate, and I'm like, hey, I'm thinking of doing a show, you know, you guys want to be a part of it, and then they're like, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we want to be part of everything that you and Jessica do. That's awesome, you know? man. That's awesome. So it was, um, yeah. So that just started our relationship right there, and um, blossomed from there. You know, um, um shortly after, maybe uh, a couple weeks after, Drew Estate came on board. We got a Corona Cigar came on board, and they've been a huge, huge supporter of ours since, um, since you know, literally the beginning. Jeff is such a great guy. Um, so and then one after another and it's kind of steamrolled from there awesome so how long have you how long you been doing this in the studio you got everything set up it looks fantastic by the way but how long have you been doing the show we've been doing the show since um it'd be like october of 2019 okay yeah so uh, uh, october of 2019 so we're going on two years I got you. So uh, this October will be two years. Yeah, it'll be two years. Okay, like October, cool, November, something like that. So your main platform is on YouTube, right? I mean, well, I mean, also on Facebook. I see you everywhere on Facebook and Instagram as well. But I mean, your main platform is YouTube. You know, it's it's hard to say. You know, I, we're one of the few people, and, and and I don't and I don't know why. Oh, you know, oh, I, wait I really, a minute, wait a minute. You're also badass blowing up on TikTok. Yes. Is that so, where you're so that, going? That, that we are. No, it is because we've got, you know, we've got about 7,000, 7,200 subscribers on uh, uh, YouTube. We got 5,500 on Instagram. We've got 23,000 on TikTok. Um, I mean, we, we have some Twitter followers. We've got um, a, a growing LinkedIn account. Um, so we're, we're one of the few people, in, and I really don't know why, that we've been able to to go up across the platforms and do really well on all the platforms. Like, so some guys, 
they focus on YouTube and they crush it on YouTube. Some people, you know, uh, like er Erica and uh, Amy uh, from uh, the TLE podcast, you know, they crush it on Instagram. That's their thing. That's what they focus on. There are cigar guys that just kill it on TikTok, you know, 100,000 plus followers. And that's what they focus on. And I've never been a guy to put all my eggs in one basket. You know, you try and diversify. But I learned that from because before I had the cigar business, which I still do. I have a beard company as well. It's called Irish Beard Balm. I manufacture beard products. So I've been doing that for eight years now. Um, So I learned at the very beginning, there are people that will only buy from your website. Some people that will only buy from Etsy. Some people will only buy from Amazon. Some people will only buy from eBay. And you have to be on every single platform to to get all the customers that that may want your product. So I you, you basically that. have to go where the customer is because they're it, not coming to you wherever you are. You have to be available. You have you have to be available. So I brought that to our social media um, networking, whatever you want to call it. When I started this, and I'm like, all right. So and we're always looking for that. You know, for that next available, like TikTok, we've only been on TikTok since December, you know. Um, and yeah, dude, I've been on TikTok for two years and I think I have 333 followers as today. But I, man, TikTok is a whole different kind of animal. And you work it very well, by the way. You do a really good job on TikTok. I don't do well on TikTok because. I, I don't know. I don't. It's just. It's not my platform. But I love what you're doing on there, man. I think you're knocking it out with it. You, you know, I, I take the Steve Saka mentality when it comes to social media and creating social media content. As you know, Steve Saka only makes cigars that he smokes. That's it. He blends for himself. And there's a lot of people with that his same flavor profile that enjoy his cigars. Some people don't like his cigars. And that's fine. He's not going to make something for somebody just because they want something else. When I make, when I, when, when my uh, approach to social media is I spend a lot of time on social media. So the videos that I find enjoyable on YouTube, I try and replicate, not, I don't, I don't want to copy somebody else, you know, but I'm like, but what, why, why did I laugh? What, what made that, I like that transition he did. I like that, that zoom effect. Maybe I'll try something a little bit like that. So I try and make videos that I enjoy watching. Um, and I think that's what, you know, that's what's worked for us. And TikTok, I spend a lot of time on TikTok. A Dude, lot. it is so easy to get sucked in. It, 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 it is. And then on TikTok, the, you know, sometimes, I mean, a lot, well, a, lot, a lot of times it is just copying other people. It's whatever that trending sound is. Sure. It, whatever that trending dance is, whatever that trending. And that's what people seek out. You know, so a, a lot of the TikTok, you are, you know, mimicking what other people are doing. But as you know, in your unique kooky way. Right. You know, so you're not wearing the same outfit, doing the same thing with the same background. You're taking something that's trending and then. It's just basically you, like a melding pot of creativity is what it, it is. And it, exactly. And, and luckily enough, um, like I said, we, we gain, you know. On TikTok, like a thousand subscribers, that's like your goal. You got to get to a thousand. That unlocks other things um, on TikTok, like your creator fund and everything else. And we hear people that have been on TikTok. Well, I've been on TikTok for a year or two years. I haven't got my thousand yet. People ask me, when, when did you get your thousand? I go, my first day. Wow. I, no kidding. I, 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 I literally got, we, we, we gained 15 to, I can't remember, right around 15,000 subscribers in 60 days. 
Wow, that's impressive, man. Well, you know, see, I've got a younger brother. He's the youngest brother that I have, and I want to say he has over a hundred thousand followers. You've probably seen him. He's the dancing UPS guy. I follow a couple of those. I love the UPS and FedEx guys, so I'll have to. Yeah, my brother's a dancing uh, UPS guy, and he crazy numbers, and I'm just like. Yeah, I got 333 followers. <laughs> you know, but 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 it but it's being across all platforms and just keeping at it because as you know with with Google Analytics and with with Google they just want they they they, they want to find you. So the more places that they can find you, you know, it, it just you're 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 just going to get that many more views and you have that that potential for for blowing up and and getting that big that big interview or that big video. And then, and then you never know. Then it takes off from there. And next thing you know, you've got the million. Hey, well, you let's change gears here for a second. You've had a lot of great interviews. Who's, who's one or two of your favorite interviews that you've done. Um, for, for straight and nothing against Matt, but for straight up cigar knowledge and learning things I've never known, known before. Sokka. I, 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 I've had so many conversations with Steve. And I learn something every single damn time. Yeah, he's in my top two. Yep. And then, and then and then Matt Booth. You know, Matt Matt makes me smile like like nobody else does. You know, um, just interviewing him, and then just the random text messages he sends me during the day, or he'll call me out of the blue um, just to say something dumb and wacky, and he just the the, the man puts a smile on my face. See my. F- and I, I can't say one over the other, but my other one was Robert Caldwell. That dude's a trip. That dude is one hundred percent what you what you see is what you get. You know, on on our show, Robert is probably in the top three of the best interviews I ever did because I had the most fun. And um, if you probably polled all of our watchers, they would say Robert Caldwell his hands down our, our best interview. Um, we, we didn't, we didn't know where it was going to go. And, um, I, there was just one point during that interview and that's what I, I pride myself in, but on him, you, 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 you saw the instant to where like he sat back, he relaxed and then it all came out. Oh like, yeah. Ev- everything Absolutely. on his history. And it was just so many great stories and, um, and I, and I think that's the key and I know you do it well. And there are like, uh, there's a lot of other guys that do it well to where when you're interviewing, you just got to get people to sit back, relax, just chat, have a good time. And I don't know how many times now there's probably been at least six times. Someone has said something on our show that they shouldn't have. Um, like, like that's like, they've said some, like some secret stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and I forget what the last one was. And it was, um, I think with Brian Matola with Luzione had mentioned he's like and obviously you know that uh you know we're handling the distribution for amandola and i'm like well i knew that and i go no brian i go nobody knew that like you're you're not supposed they didn't release that yet and he's just like oh crap oh wow (laughs) so yeah and then like the next day shit hit the fan like amandola's pr people how did brian and then dion's on brian i guess why did you and i'm like excellent (laughs) <laughs> hey it, it is fun it's fun when that kind of stuff happens 
Well, it is. It's making your guest. It's relaxing your guest, you know, to where it's just just having having fun. Yeah, you're just having a conversation with them. So let me ask you this. How long has your wife been your partner in this? Has it been from day one or did she like come along slowly or did she jump in all at once once you needed help? How did that work out? Um, well, uh, well, first of all, because sometimes she gets irritated. She is my fiance. I say wife because, oh, it's, e- because I, it's easier. I, well, I you, d- I've heard you say wife, so I thought it was I, that, your wife. That's all, that's all I say. And everybody now I just tell her, I go, you can't leave me because everybody thinks we're married. Right. You know? So, uh, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we just haven't, honestly, we haven't had time, time to just actually get married. You know, we just, <laughs> well, like, on your schedule, I mean, you, sh- you should I, fit in 18 minutes sometime yeah, and y'all can I, tie I the knot. Yeah. So, so when we were dating, she knew I smoked cigars and, um, uh, so I would come over to her, her place every now and then we'd go out on the front porch. I would smoke a cigar and she would have her wine. I'd have my drink and, um, um, and then she wanted to try them every now and then. So then I bought some, uh, some like little Drew Estates, you know, some little acid blondies because she smoked cigarettes years and years prior. Her father, her, um, uncles, she grew up on a, uh, um, um, they had a farm, uh, uh like a greenhouse, uh, for commercial nursery and stuff. So they, they smoked cigars. So she'd been around cigar smoking, you know, growing up. Um, so yeah, I got around a little Drew Estates and she, she loved them. And then we just slowly um, just kind of got her into the heavier and heavier. And, and then that was the rabbit hole for her because now she, she rarely goes back to an infused cigar. I mean, we probably keep, I don't know, 500 infused cigars, maybe 400 in our humidor. But we, we probably only smoke one a week, maybe two a week on the infused. I mean, but and now she's become known in the industry and it's a running joke. Cause I don't handle nicotine. I don't like a punch in your face. That's why I can't smoke Padron. I just can't smoke. They're too you, much. Nicotine. You like a lot of Corojos. Um, I, I like Corojos, Criollo. Um, um, I, I like a lot. I mean, I can smoke heavy, bold cigars. Like, like there's nothing Dunbarton makes that right. can kick my ass, but he doesn't have a ton of nicotine. So she seeks out the nicotine, like the heaviest, fullest bodied cigars known to man. And uh, people will send her, hey, this this cigar made me throw up and I cried for three hours. I'd like Jessica to try it. And she'll just smoke it and be like, yeah, it's all right. (laughs) Hey, so I got to ask you, has she smoked the NAS from LFD? I don't think she has. Um, That's the uh, one cigar. And I used to be that way, too. I used to be really into the really heavy nicotine. And that cigar, and I on average, I smoke. I don't know, probably like you, I smoke seven, eight, sometimes nine cigars a day. So I'm used to a lot of nicotine. And this one particular cigar, the NAS from LFD, it looks like a shroot, like what uh, Clint Eastwood used to smoke in the old cowboy movies. So, I mean, it doesn't look like much, but like I didn't smoke another cigar for like four and a half hours after I smoked that because I was like, wow, that that was strong, but it doesn't look strong at all. So it's very deceiving, but it was actually decent smoke, but the cigar level was off the chart. Wow. I'll I'll uh, uh, hunt that one down. I know the the last one that that gave her the sweats and surprisingly was a Connecticut. It was the Amendola Cremoso, which is a Connecticut. It's hands down the strongest Connecticut that's probably ever been produced in the cigar world. 
Um, and it is, and, and, and the one thing I hate is the saying, it's not your father's Connecticut because everybody says that. Everybody, I, they, everyone does say that. I never say, well, I can't say never cause I have said it, but yeah, I yeah. get what you're saying. But, but that Cremoso, and then we did smoke a, um, a, a pre-release. So it was a little young and, um, she got about halfway through and she came in with the sweats. Like well, she had to lay down. And uh, I smoked it the next day. I only got a quarter of the way through. I couldn't finish the cigar. It was so powerful. Now, we've smoked them since. And then on the full release, um, they've toned down a little bit. They've got a little bit of age on them. But it's still a um, still a powerful, powerful cigar for being a Connecticut. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a fan of the stronger Connecticut lines. I, I do smoke a lot of Connecticut's. And so I'm definitely going to try that one. I have not had that one yet. I haven't had anything of Amandola since he swapped everything. It's not night and day difference. Night, I mean, that line, what Espinosa is <clears throat> doing, what Aganorsa is doing for Amandola, um, it is, I, I keep telling everybody, um, it's a cigar company that and by the end of this year, next year, it is going to take the world by storm. They are producing some of the or selling some of the best cigars on the market right now well you know i mean i thought he had good cigars already but now you go paired up with what agonorsa does dude you're gonna knock a home run yeah how, how can you not you right. know you know if, if you can get agonorsa to i mean they're so busy you know and they've got so many um um uh, companies they're making uh cigars for and and they you know it's hard to get in there now you know because they're not just gonna make a ton of cigars for everybody they want what they make they want quality and they want to be able to rein in that control so they were they were very lucky to get in over there at agonorsa and have agonorsa producing some of their cigars and um and then like i said you know over at uh um lazona with uh espinoza so fantastic that's awesome yeah I'm, I'm happy for uh jeffrey i know he's putting he's been putting in the work for a long time and he he deserves success he really does oh that that he does and then then uh his uh his partner, Chris, I don't know. Do you know Chris uh, uh, Monaco? I do not know Chris. Okay. So I talked to Chris more than I talked. I maybe talked to Jeffrey, you know, every now and then, but I talked to Chris all the time. So he's, you know, he's uh, Jeff's partner in the business. Okay. So being in Florida, man, how cool is that? I mean, you have access to all the cigar, everything. Cause you know, Florida is the capital of the cigar world in America. Yeah, and that and that's and and I attribute that to a lot of our success is just living. I'm three hours from sitting down and having a meeting with every cigar manufacturer there is. You know, yeah. eventually, if you don't have an office here, you come through here. You know, like my like my buddy Omar DeFrias, uh, Fratello. You know, he's in Tampa constantly. You know, lives in Maryland. I haven't had a chance to meet up with him yet. You know, because his schedule, my schedule, it's always. He's like, hey, I'm being. Well, another thing, you know, he'll he'll message me, hey, I'll be in Tampa tomorrow. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I, I can't do the, the next day thing. Right. But, um, but yeah, with Miami and Tampa and, you know, it's just whatever interview I want, whatever cigar I want, whatever, you know, just hanging out at Davidoff of Geneva in Tampa. It's, it's one of my uh, go-to lounges, you know, Jeff's Place or his um, – sand lake corona or even going down south i just i spent the day at um um abe's place smoke in down at boynton beach you know hanging down with, with abe and everybody and then um um kevin gold from rockefeller cigars came in 
you know, so um, just kind of passing through. So I got to hang out with Kevin for a couple hours and just shoot the shit with him. And, you know, you know, gave me one of his new cigars to try that he that he's blending. And so it just the, the joys of being in Florida. Nice. So where do you see cigar prop headed in the next five? I hate to say 10 years because when you're at my age, 10 years means you're old. But. You know, if the next five to 10 years, where's cigar prop going to be? I mean, are you like going to focus on what you do media wise? Are you looking at getting into the cigar blending? I mean, is there any like backstories we don't know? Yeah, you know, it's a, I mean, I'll, you know, some people know that, that we're winding down the cigar prop manufacturing side. Um, I mean, at one time we probably had 25, 30 different products um, and it was just getting to be too much. So, we're really going to you know, scale that back, maybe have like three core products. That's it. Maybe four. And then makes it easier um, to, to get them made. I don't have a ton of inventory on shelf. We really have been concentrating for the last you know year on our social media side, just building the social media, building you know that empire, whatever you, you want to call it. But yeah, we, we have been talking with manufacturers. We, you know, we do have some collaborations in the works. Um, you will see at least two cigar prop collaborations this year, um, if not three, um, and then maybe quite a few more next year. I'm not a blender. Um, I don't ever want to sell cigars. I'm not a, um, a brand owner. I'm not a retailer, but, um, I, I have a decent palette, I think, even though, I mean, it's kind of a joke that I, that I have a, a, a bad palate. I smoke what I want, but I actually have a, a pretty good palate when it comes to cigars. But um, there are things that that have never been done in the cigar industry, and I and I've always wondered why. Like why can't why can't we do this? Why can't you use this this uh, uh, this tobacco in this fashion? Well, it, it just it, it wouldn't be right. It wouldn't taste right. I'm like, well, that, that just that's just a dumb answer. You know, like, so, I, I, I want to know firsthand. I got to experience it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, one of the cigars, you know, um, uh, that, that will be out, uh, this year and, uh, that, that's the only teaser you'll get. But, um, and then the, the, the manufacturer just said, actually, I had two manufacturers told me it was dumb and they wouldn't even, wouldn't even consider it. It just shooed me away, you know, and, th- and these are manufacturer friends of mine. So I'm like, all right, they, they're really not interested. So I'm sitting around one day. I'm like, I got to get this done. So I was at my humidor and I'm like, this is the guy that should have done it to begin with. You know, I haven't talked to him in like six months and I kicked myself in the ass, called him up and he said, it's dumb. And he goes, but, uh, but, but I'm intrigued. And, uh, so we, we had some samples made. I sent a few of them out to some, uh, some people in the industry that, that I trust. And, uh, they all said, uh, there's no way that's going to taste good. And, uh, they got it and they're like, holy crap. How did you do that? And I'm like, well, I didn't. I just had an idea and I knew what I wanted. Um, so we've got, we've got a few things like that that are out there. People just said it can't be done. Can't be done. You know, one, once, uh, so we're working on one now that we've been working on for a year because they couldn't figure out how to do it. Um, oh, wow. And it, it's just, uh, it, it's just one of those um, engineering things. It's like, you, you, you know, you try it and it fails. You don't give up. You put it on the back burner and then you get some free time. And then it's like, all right, let's let's come back to this project. We know it can be done because it's it, nothing's physically impossible to do. 
and then it fails and you and you don't you don't do it so you put it on the back burner again and then you know eventually it was like it clicked and it's like that's it you sound like the mind of frankenstein right now by yes. the way just so you know you're trying to force stuff together that people would normally never do and it, i'll tell you it, i'm intrigued i'm very intrigued yeah and, and and get it and getting it to work because anybody can create a cigar slap a story on it and sell them and there's nothing wrong with that i love a great story i buy cigars that you know it's a limited run and so we do have some limited runs coming out that that's got a great story and it's something cool and you either get a unique piece of swag with it or you know it, it's a one-off it's going to be this with this maker and then it's never going to be done again so i love doing those but a lot of the things I want to do is just thinking outside the box, you know, really, you know, talking with Jonathan Drew um, uh, um, and just the rebirth of cigars. You know, people told him, you know, the wacky tobacco guy, you know, was never going to be big in this industry because nobody wanted these, you know, fruity cigars, they called them. And, and, he, and he changed the industry, you know, and then and then when, you know, at the height of his popularity in his career, you know, he's like, all right, we're going to make the best, you know, cigar ever. And we're going to call it the Liga Pravada T52. And it's going to be hands down a super premium cigar. People told him, well, you can't do that. You you only know how to do flavored stuff or infused uh, stuff. Then he came out with the T52, the nine, the undercrown. And, you know, so every time someone told him it couldn't be done, he just figured it out. And that's, you know, that's really the way, you know, we, we think. And, you know, and he's always told me, question everything. Just um, don't don't let people tell you no. So many people say it can't be done, and then they just give up on an idea. Right, and that and that and that sucks, you know. But you know, and then you know, it's just um, I don't know. It just people get crestfallen, and I just try and tell them just keep going. Somebody, somebody will make it. Somebody will make that. I and it doesn't have to be a cigar. It can be whatever you're crafting, whatever you're making, manufacturing, producing. There's somebody out there that can make it. Let me tell you something that I did when I was probably 21. I created, because I've always been an entrepreneur, inventor type person, and I created, and I, I, I sketched it out, figured out how it would work, and then I actually made one myself, but I took like clear PVC pipe, but it's not, it's not PVC, it was actually like uh a very thin gauge acrylic. Yeah. And I took my fire pit and I used that fire and I molded that PVC pipe into a oval and I connected it. And then I connected a hairdryer to it and I made a slot car racing track, but it was all inside of a tube and I put little lights on the car. So when you turned out the lights, it looked really cool, but you know what yeah. they've, you know what they've, or you know what that is now is yeah. it's the same technology they're using for Hyperloop out in California. Oh, yes, you're you're right. And I, I I was watching a documentary on the Hyperloop, and I was like, "Holy crap! That's exactly what I did whenever I built that race car track." Exactly. Sometimes we're just we're just ahead of our times, and uh, and like you said, I've always been an entrepreneur um, um, myself. Jessica and I just the other day we were talking about you know, business and high school and cause we got kids in school 
And I remember I said my, my favorite class was business management and law. I did really, really good in business management. And then one of our projects is we had to create, we had to invent a product. We kind of had to market it. We had to do drawings and everything else and then present it to the class. And the teacher would would say whether it was a, a viable product or not. So so we, we invented a, I, and I was back then, like the Bulls, you know, really, really huge, the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. So it was like one, one thing was like a hat that had the shape of a, um, a bull and then it had the horns and it really wasn't a thing out, you know, like that, like today, that's all you ever see. So I knew a guy that was good at graphic design. So I paid him to do this beautiful sketch and this drawing. We had a business plan. And, uh, and I remember in school um, uh, presenting it, people's like, well, he cheated. He paid somebody to do all of his drawings and and uh, and and help him with his business plan because the guy was a business guy as well and the teacher's like no he outsourced that's that's business i said there's there are very few companies that have in-house graphic design people you know so when you want something done you hire the people that that best get that project done it's like i mean you're not going to produce this yourself you're going to hire a company to make it you're going to hire a company to promote it and then we we aced it and um and and i've always not always, but but lately, at least that that's the thing. It's come back to, to then, you know, even when we won Battle of the Bands with Smoke In, you know, because of the way I promoted it, I was called a cheater by 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 a lot of people. Kevin's cheating. Kevin's not not doing it right. Kevin's a goddamn businessman, is what he is. You, you gotta know, think outside the box, one. But yeah. outsourcing is I mean, if you can master outsourcing, you can be successful at anything. Yeah. That's a big, I mean, I would love to be able to do more outsourcing. I do a handful of it, but for the majority, I do everything myself. And the more you do yourself, the more it runs you ragged. You know that. So, I mean, when you can learn how to outsource stuff that it either is too time consuming f- to take up your time doing what you need to do or versus it's just something that someone else can do better than you, then it's a home run for you. Yeah, something that they can do better than you, faster than you, and cheaper than you. You know, like so we started off making products myself in my garage. I can only make so many at a time. <laughs> but I but I I'm lucky enough that I knew how to I had the equipment to make a prototype, you know, and 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 perfect it. And then like with everything else, I take it to a machine shop and I'm like, this is what I'm interested in doing. You know, I'm um, like, like I, we just switched machine shops uh, now for, for a lot of our products and, you know, they make them for me. You know, I'm not going to sit there and make a thousand, right. you know, lighter bleed tools at a time. You know, it's, it's, so it's not cheating. I found a company that makes them. You're not faster. a, mach- you're not a machine shop. Yeah. Yeah. And that does, I'm not a graphic design business. I outsource all my graphic design work, Right. you know, for everything. I have a vision in my head. And then you outsource. And it the to thing other about people. it is, when you outsource, it's still your product because you put the stamp of approval on what you're going to use and what you're not. Because how many times have you sent something to a graphic shop and been like, "Man, that is so far off the mark. I'm not using that." I mean, I remember our first logo for Cigar Talk. When he sent it to me, I was like, no, that is horrible. I'm not using that. I said, first of all, instead of cigars, it looks like cigarettes. 
Yeah. And so I completely get what you're saying. You outsource, but when you give your final stamp of approval on it, that means someone created something to match what your idea was. And so it's still yours. Exactly. And then I don't know because I'm, it, it, unless it's a, a very well-kept secret you know, um, in the industry, I, I'm a big proponent of focus groups. I do a lot of focus groups when I'm doing a new, a new design for a logo or a label or, or whatever, you know, I'll, I'll get a group of guys, you know, eight, 10, 12 guys and we'll focus group it, you know, we'll, you know, so we'll, you know, I'll throw up an idea. People, luckily I, I have some guys that are good with Photoshop. They'll throw up an idea and then I'll send that to a, a, a graphics guy you know, that does it for a living, he'll come back and then, okay, I'll throw it up in the group. All right, this is what he came back with. Let's, let's do this. And, or, or, or what can we do with this? Everybody like it. People have changes. And then I'll, I'll get a, get an idea and I'm like, okay, so we, we've got a pretty good final product. And then I, I bring in another group of guys, completely different, you know, so another group of 10 guys. And then it's like, all right, guys, here's what I'm working on. This is what we've started with, you know, because by that, by the first time, you know, after, a couple of weeks, people were burned out. They're tired of thinking about it. They, you know, they, they, you know, some people will just say it's great just, just to be done with, with the group. So I'll bring in another 10 guys, 12 guys, and then we'll work on it that way. And usually by the second group, you've really narrowed down and you've perfected, um, you know, your, your idea. Uh, we did that with, um, our lighter bleed tool. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted. I kind of knew what I wanted. So we did a Kickstarter. And, um, uh, which ungodly, you know, amount of people that, that bought it. But during that, that 30 day Kickstarter, um, I had so many ideas. People said, you know, we love it. You know, you know, we sold hundreds. Of, I think we ended up selling a thousand of them, to be honest with you, um, in 30 days, but everybody's like, Hey, could you do this? I'd like to see this, you know, if you're ever going to do another one. So before that 30 days was up, we already had version two in our hand. Wow. From, from from the machine shop ready to go. Um so we sent out all of the 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 first run to all the supporters and I had already ordered a second run of the version 1 and a, and a and a first run of the version 2. And of course like like everything else I had to wait a couple months cuz I can't come out a week later and said, "Hey, I got a new product. Buy that." <laughs> you know, so 3 months later I came back out. Hey, I took everybody's advice. We have version 2 sold like another thousand of them, you know, so everybody's like, yes. So then we've been listening over the last two years of what people wanted, you know, so we're now we're by the end of this year, we'll have version three, you know, um, released. And, and I like that approach because I do that with the show itself is I have a group that I rely on. They're my uh, producers and we get together once a month have a conference zoom and talk about the show talk about what they like the direction of some of the things they don't like and because it gives you good feedback as a creator to say you know everything doesn't work so if you look at cigar talk from the beginning to now it's night and day from what it was when we started and you know, there's been times where we've kind of gone off on this direction and it turns out that direction wasn't good for the show. So we came back a different direction. So I'm always listening to those people and I value them so much, man. They, they are the backbone behind Cigar Talk because it's that, that real honest feedback that you want from people. Yeah. Yeah. We did the same thing with our show. You know, we, we asked people what they, what they liked, what they didn't like. 
Um, so when, when we came back from winter break, you know, at the, uh, so we took about four weeks off at the, uh, last two weeks of last year, first two weeks of this year. And we revamped the format of the show. We just uh, simplified it a little bit, got, got rid of some of the segments. We really concentrate more on the guest and, um, yeah, so we, we just, we just listen to people instead of doing what we want. You know, we, we do try and listen. So, so earlier before we go, I wanted to ask you, you said I could throw you softball questions, hardball questions. This is kind of a hardball question. Yeah. I heard that you like to talk shit about other people's wives that are in the industry. Did, did you did you listen to that? The, 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 I did not I, listen. I did not. I'm, I'm all I saw was stuff on social media. And I was like, man, Kevin, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll, I'll give you this, this the skinny and, and it really wasn't because here's here's the thing i never saw anything from you about this i only saw from someone else so i thought you know what i know there's two sides to every story yes so i i was asked why i was so successful in my in my social media presence um and then i said it's it's because people can relate to me and, and that's what that's not my opinion. That, that's what we've heard hundreds and thousands of times. Every time we go to an event, these husband and wives come up to Jessica and I, the wives that don't smoke cigars, but go to the events with their husbands. And they're like, oh, my God, thank you for calling Kevin out and then uh, and, and calling him a piece of crap when he's a piece of crap. I love listening to you guys. You're fun. People can relate. And uh, and that's why I said I said people know who Jessica is. People know my kids names. People know my dog's name is Stella. She's a pit bull rescue. People are, you know, they, they have a vested interest in our life because, you know, they, they feel like they're, they're friends, you know, that they, they know us. So I said um, to the two to the two hosts, I go, let me guys ask you a question. Does anybody know what what Coop's name, wife's name was? And they said no. And I go, that's because he keeps his you know, and there's a lot of guys out there, not just Coop. Um, so many of the guys keep their there's their 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 work life they're the cigar industry separate from their private life and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you know some guys just don't want and some ladies um they don't want everybody knowing everything about their lives they don't want to, people to know their kids names their spouses names and they i totally want, get that and i'll tell yeah, you and, and, yeah, when, they, when they i got into it my because yeah. i'm very transparent like you are i i, I talk about my wife yeah. my kids my dog everything but I'll tell you this, my wife has said to me, are you sure it's a good idea that you keep giving out our home address? <laughs> Your wife would love Jessica. She says that too. I go, well, first of all, I'm a corporation, so it is public knowledge. You can find, find our right. information. We did have one guy show up at the house here that uh, he lives in town. He saw me on TikTok. He came, just stopped by to say hi. He wasn't creepy. I gave him some cigars. Um, so that, that was, that's all that came from. And it wasn't anything bad. And I just said, you know, he keeps his personal life personal and he keeps his professional life professional, just like a lot of people do. I, on, you know, I keep my life open. And I think that's why I'm so successful is people can relate to me. Um, well, and not and that they can't relate to anybody else. Right. I don't want anybody but, thinking about that. But your style is open and transparent and that's not everyone's style and it doesn't have to be if everybody was the same then why choose different shows 
So I, I, I just heard, I just read a little bit about it. I don't really get into reading a lot on Facebook, but I did happen to stumble across that. And I was like, Oh, Kevin, he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and I, and I, I put my foot in my mouth more times than, than I, than I wish I had. Um, because I, I kind of just say what I want, you know, whether it's always the right thing to say at the right time. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it is, but, but that's just me. I, I, I think most people understand that, you know, it's like, ah, eh, just casually saying something dumb again. All, you know, all, but, of, all of my listeners can relate because yeah. I put my foot in my mouth all the time. And you know what? That's just me though. I mean, I, cause I say whatever comes into my mind, I don't have a filter, whatever comes into my mind, that's what's coming out of my mouth. Yeah, it, it, exactly. You know, and if there, if there's content creators out there and we mentor quite a few content creators and that's, and that's one thing that they always seem to struggle with. It's like, do, do I bring my private life into the, you know, into the social media? And, I'll, and I always tell them, I say, well, that, that's, that's something that you have to decide. I said, you know, look at all the other cigar bloggers, vloggers, everybody out there, you know, who do you gravitate towards? You know, are you, you know, like a, my, my boy, Brad Reith, you know, everybody knows everything about his family. You know, it's like his, his daughter, his wife, his parents. You know, his life is a, is an open book. And then there's other cigar bloggers out there that their their life is a, a closed book, but their but their followers are okay with that. They don't want to know, you know, what somebody does for a day job. You know, like like uh, like like my great buddy Craig Vanderslice, Cigar Craig. I've I've known him more than oh, know, Cigar Craig than is anybody great. else. I actually Cigar Craig was one of the very first people that supported Cigar Talk in helping me grow. Yeah. Great guy, and yeah, he, he's he long term standard guy in the business. I mean, he puts out quality content. I'm a fan. It, it, exactly, and then a lot of people don't know what his kids' names are. Right, lot, everybody everybody knows his dog, you know. Um, but uh, and and that's and that's fine, you know. His <clears throat> his listeners or watchers, followers, they they don't they really don't want you know they, they don't care if he tell you know you know divulges a lot of you know, um, the industry you know, or his personal secrets, life, whatever, and to, to each his own. But, but I always tell about there wouldn't be a cigar prop without Craig Vanderslice. I said, one, you know, the, the first chat, the first words in the first chapter of a book that I'll write someday are going to be. And then I found a guy named Craig. <laughs> um, I, he has been instrumental and, I, and I'm, I tell everybody there would not be a cigar prop without Craig Vanderslice. That's um, awesome. He has been, he has been my chief, um, cheerleader. Um, uh, he has gotten me more interviews, you know, being able to drop his name. And, um, and I always tell him my, you know, cause it could always say, I, I got to repay you someday. Cause you've, you've created this empire. And, um, and I said, just one day, I want you to be able to use my name. Like, I want you to be able to go somewhere and they don't know you. And then I want you to be able to say, Hey, Kevin from cigar prop says hi. And they're like, Oh my God, you know, Kevin. You know, and I want, I want that <laughs> yeah. to be in, in for him. And it's never going to happen because everybody on the planet knows Craig. But I'm like, that would be like the culmination of, of my career is for Craig. Because like I said, so many times, first time I met Sokka and I go, hey, my buddy, my buddy got Craig told me to uh, um, come down and, uh, and see when he was at a local lounge. He goes, oh, my God, you know, Craig. And then that opened that up. Sure. And then that, that got me, you know, in there. So. <laughs> Maybe maybe one day Craig can use my name. You never know. Might be able to get. You might be able to 
Craig might be able to use your name and get one of your special blend cigars that nobody knows about. He's he's been my chief tester. (laughs) Well, of course he has. Well, hey, man, that's going to wrap it up, dude. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us and, you know, introduce yourself to our audience and tell everybody where they can find you so they can come check out your show. Um, I am Cigar Prop on every single social media platform known to exist. Um, I'm lucky enough I got the name early on. So Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, um, TikTok, Pinterest, um, LinkedIn. It is, uh, it is just Cigar Prop. You can find us. We, uh, we do a live show every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And, um, now, where, where do you broadcast your live show? Is that on Instagram or, we, excuse we, me, is that on uh, Facebook or uh, we, we, YouTube? We broadcast on YouTube, um, um, uh, the, the, the Cigar Prop Facebook page, the I'd Tap That Cigar Club uh, uh, Facebook page, my personal Facebook page. And we uh, broadcast on Twitch as well. Uh, we were doing Periscope, but since uh, um, Twitter bought Periscope and shut that down, um, we're uh, we're no longer on Periscope since it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Um, so hopefully shortly we'll be broadcasting on LinkedIn as well. But um, but yeah, um, generally for all of our reviews and our live show, if you just go to the Cigar Prop YouTube channel, that's um, where I see us. all your stuff is YouTube, and you're doing a great job on there, man. Hats uh, off to th- you, bro. Thank you very much. And then, uh, and then we just started uh, the Broadleaf Bullies, which um, uh, we've been doing that for we're um, on episode like fifteen now. So, um, and that's um, me and Jessica. And then our, our good friends uh, Care and uh, Jennifer uh, from uh, Stogie Road Cigars. Um, uh, so we do every every Sunday night. We do a show. We film a show, and then I put that on the Broadleaf Bullies YouTube channel. They have a whole separate YouTube channel. Um, so I handle the video side of it, and then Care puts that out on all the podcasting sites. So okay, you can find the you can find the Broadleaf Bullies on all the podcasting uh, platforms, and that's just four friends sitting around talking about everything. It's it's not a cigar show. Um, we, we do talk about since there's three cigar smokers. Jen doesn't smoke cigars; she's a, a coffee girl. So sometimes we talk about cigars, sometimes coffee, but we talk about our life, our kids, our pets. You know what's what's irritating us in the world. Um, a little bit of politics, a little bit of religion, but it's really just four friends meeting at a virtual lounge and just talking for two hours. You know, awesome, one, man. Once, once a week. So well, I haven't caught that, that yet. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Super, super fun. Um, hopefully uh, coming up in season three, um, we do about 12 episodes per season. We're going to start inviting some guests, husband and wives, because that's always going to be, so we'll, you know, if, if your wife does video audio, you know, maybe we'll have, but it's it just, and basically what it is, it's just two hours of the girls telling us about ourselves. You know, it's like, <laughs> what, what, what pissed them off this week? You know, so, so Karen and I thought it would be a good idea to bring on another husband and wife. So we kind of get backed off a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> well, it, see, my wife doesn't do any of that, but, yeah. uh, Bryant, I don't know if you know my co-host, but Bryant's kind of like my wife also. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, thanks again for coming and hanging out with us. It was great having you on the show, and we'll have to do it again, bro. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I had an absolute blast. All right, man. Well, take care and keep smoking, brother. Oh, you too, man.
Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, you know, I was telling you before that I went to Lubbock and me and Tim went out and smoked. So since the cigar shop was closed, it was very fortunate that I had a box of cigars with me. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you sir. never leave home and just account on a cigar shop being open. Never. And because exactly what happened, I got there after they closed. I didn't know what time they closed. I hadn't checked, but I didn't think it would be six. But I had plenty of cigars, and Tim showed up, and he had some cigars. So we were set, and it was like, where do you want to go smoke? And I was like, hey, well, we're staying at the Hilton Garden. Uh-huh. They got a great patio. Yes, they do. And we've hung out there before and had cigars and bourbon. And But this is June. <laughs> Hot. It was very hot. Hot. <laughs> Dry. Hot. Very hot. <laughs> and so, anyway, we were like, well, let's go to the Gaslight, which is a nice lounge okay. for cigars. Okay. They don't sell cigars, but they sell good whiskey. Okay. So, and, yeah, they're allowed to smoke right in Anywhere. Okay. Yeah. And so, we've been there many times. And the cool thing is, it sits... Next to like this man-made lake that's probably, I don't know, 15 acres. Okay. But they got a nice deck out behind where you can go sit out there over the water. Watch out for the land sharks. (laughs) So so we go in. And when you go in, my favorite place to sit is immediately to your left. It's like nice lounge chairs and then a table. Oh, coffee table. <laughs> but all the other tables and chairs are like round tables with chairs. Uh-huh. Some of them are tall. Some so of them are short. Mm-hmm. Some of them are square. Some of them are round. I don't like the chairs. You, you want those. I want those where you <laughs> sit back into the cushion. So anyway, but I was like, you know what? I do like smoking out on the patio uh-huh. over the water. And so, <laughs> so the waitress starts walking us back there. And I'm like, oh, let's sit over there at that table. So she starts walking us over there. And Tim says, I'm not sitting up here. It's hot. <laughs> Tim, as you know, I'm smart today. I'm not sitting out here. Tim had worked on his car. I've been out this heat all day long. I'm not going to sit out there and chill with you. Nah, bro. He, air, air conditioning. He said, let's go back in the AC. I was like, good. Good. All right. So then we go in. <laughs> and we sit out. Well, first, I walk over to the bar, and I'm like, hey, man, what, what good bourbons do you have? And he's like, check out the menu. And I was like, okay. The menu? Yeah. Okay. And I go, well, do you have one? He goes, go down and sit on the table, and the waitress will bring, bring you a menu. And I was okay. like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So we go sit down, and, like, you know when you see a professional waitress, mm-hmm. like, you know she's cool, Doing but you know she is business. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Wrong with you. Right, right, right. <laughs> so she walks over and she's like, what can I get you? And I said, well, we want to know about the bourbons. Uh, can we get a menu? And she goes, well, the bourbons aren't on the menu. Then why did he tell me that? And she said, and I said, really? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, I went to see the bartender, and he said, when I asked him about the bourbons, to go sit at the table, and the waitress would show me the fucking menu. Wow. And she goes, 
what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Tim starts laughing. Yeah, because he and knows she's you. like, no, he didn't. And I'm like, yeah, I was insulted. <laughs> Go sit your so, ass down. So She'll be over that's there. how you mess with the professional yeah. waitress right out the gate. Because but you know what? You. But then she never took another bite of any BS. <laughs> no, it was like, you. nope, not we're not. I know nope. you. Right. I know you now. So that, so that's truly so, a professional. So, so we weren't able to sit in our chairs because people were already sitting uh-huh. there. You had attitude, didn't you? I, well, you know what? I went by and talked to the people. No, no, no. I recognized one of them from the cigar shop. Okay. <laughs> but the only reason I went over there is because I was trying to feel them out for how long they were going to be here. Hey, you going to get up soon? Do you need to get up soon? <laughs> Uh, Your wife you know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> so you were going to snitch on them. Wow. Hey, so anyway. Don't I, let, and there was two guys I Rob didn't know, know where you are. <laughs> so we go sit at the regular table. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're having a good time. We're shooting the breeze. We're smoking good cigars. And we started off with a bullet double. You know, that's pretty good bourbon. Yeah. You know, it's not something I go on to look out for. But then I asked her, I said, uh, she goes that she was really into Rise, our waitress. And I was like, Uh-oh. I'm not really big on Rise, but I really do like that basil, basil hate dark, dark rye. rye. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, we have that. And I was like, yeah, I'll take a double of that. <laughs> I'll go ahead and take get Tim, that on order now. <laughs> Tim stayed with the bullet. He did? Yeah, he doesn't like rye. He and- didn't even try it. I let him try mine before I even took a sip. And I said, at said, least take a drink of it and see what you think. I think he, still and he like was it? like, nah, man, just something about that. He goes, I think I'm allergic to rye. <laughs> I, that's probably not true. But that was his excuse <laughs> that, was, that night. He was like, it makes my throat tickle. <laughs> yeah. So, on, but anyway, on, so we're sitting there talking, having a good time. And, you know, like. Every so often, I'm like looking over there, like, man, are those guys going to leave? That's where I want to be sitting. So I told Tim, I said, look, there's two chairs that two guys are sitting facing each other. And then in the middle is a like a love seat. And I said, I'll tell you what, why don't we go and I'll pull up a chair and then you just squeeze in with that dude. And I said, they'll leave within five minutes. It's very inappropriate. Tim, crowded my Tim, space. Tim was not up for that. What? You're right. I was like, come on. Where's Tim. your will? Yeah. Yeah. Where's your so, butthole? So, I, so then I came up with another plan. I was like, how about. You come back in and Uh-oh. say, hey, man, someone's out there vandalizing your car. And when they run out, you sit we down. sit down. When they come back, move and meet, you lose your seat. <laughs> Tim was not down for that either. Yeah. So anyway. He needed to drink some rye. Yeah. He'd have been down for So it 30 more minutes, they leave. We got the seats, and I was in heaven. You that are. was where. You're supposed to be. Oh, You're supposed to it was. It was like. I told Tim they should take out all the tables and chairs they have and put in all lounge put all seating. Lounge seating, and everybody will not leave, and then I'll be madder. Well, and they had another section like that, but over here, but instead of the comfortable furniture, it was a like a wooden bench with cowhide on it, and then two wooden rocking chairs. Yeah, you were like, in, you were in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cowhide. So that's exactly right. I was like, wow. and I told the waitress, I was like, do you know people would probably sit there if y'all got that crappy furniture out of here, especially the cowhide. <laughs> Not comfortable. Move on. Move on. <laughs> we, Little doggy. No, no. <laughs> 
dude. So, I, well, enough about my weekend. You're, you're extravaganza. All I can tell you is we had a great time. It was great catching up with Tim gotcha. over cigars and bourbon. Extra time. Yeah, good time. Extra so, time. Anyway, so you got a little five and dime for us. Oh, yeah. Five and dime. That's perfect. Five, five and dime, baby. Five for, five for under 10. Five for under perfect 10. Perfect gifts because this, this show is about what? Giving. 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 Number one, we're going to talk about <clears throat> the Arturo Fuente Hemingway short story. $7.35. And it's a great stick. Yes. Dominican Republic, Cameroon wrapped. Man, you're talking about <sighs> spices, wood, almond. Full. Full. And the thing about it is, when you're getting something from Arturo. Talk about it. I mean, it's kind of like when you're getting any kind of bourbon from Evan Williams. Talk or about it. Heaven Hill. Talk or, about it. You know, any of those great names, they know what they're doing. They're not making bad cigars. No, sir. You know what no, I mean? Sir. Number two. <clears throat> and wait, 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 wait. We're not done there. Okay. He wants to and, go back to and that one. Thinking about a new guy, especially. Uh-huh. Or I wouldn't say a new cigar smoker, but a guy that's into exploring his palate. Okay. That's a great stick. Yeah, because he's going to get <clears throat> the flavors you get from this stick will open up your palate to understand that it's not all what you started with, like with you. Right. It's, it, there are different tastes, there are different profiles. You will get something different from everyone. And this is, like and you said, it's perfect. That is a great cigar. To test your palate. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And understand. And, okay. co- and if you're not getting everything at first, come back to it. I mean, revisit. It, yeah, revisit. Revisit, I, dude, Do you know how many great cigars I've found on revisiting? Oh, yeah. We find it out daily with you. Boom. <laughs> I, I just tried that again, and it was great. The first one wasn't real. <laughs> Number two, Natsiko Casino Real Double Toro, $5.79. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Say the whole thing again. Natsiko <clears throat> Casino Real Double Toro. Natsiko makes good sticks. <sighs> and their price points, and I'm not trying to raise prices, but they are selling their cigars at at least 30% cheaper than they should be. Yeah. For what you get from their sticks. At least 30 Yeah. They could double some of the prices on don't, those Don't cigars. listen to Rob yeah. right now. But I'm don't. just saying, that's how good the cigar is. The value is. of it is there, yes. But we love that this stick is well, $5.79. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I have no complaints. <laughs> None. Because your favorite profile could be around $10, $11 on that. But what you're giving us at five seventy nine, I'm not going to complain at all. And I know Rob isn't either. Because we are working men. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Did I'm looking I, at did, you. Did I tell you how much this DBL was? No. Eight bucks. Under 10. But right now, I'm kind of at a loss. It's it's not that it's not. I mean, everything that I love, construction, uh-huh. burn, all the of draw, that all of it's there. It's just <clears throat> yeah, I'm the, not getting a lot of flavor out of it. Impasse. It's like, yeah, yeah but. You can tell it's quality tobacco because, you know, when it's bad quality, oh, it's yes. like, that sucks. But it's like right now. But, you know, I've been, you know, I had COVID. And my f- flavor profile has still not come back to its peak. Gotcha. gotcha. So, you know, I still can't smell. <laughs> I mean, when I do a retro hell, it's more I can taste. More than smell. Than I smell it. Yeah. And But what's weird is... Like, 
I get like a whiff of something. And when I toast cigars, I get a little whiff of that and it smells amazing. So you appreciate that more oh, now. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh got to change my drawers. Yeah. <laughs> Number so. three on the list. Romeo and Julieta. Julieta. Reserva Real, Porto Real. Okay. And we talked about this before the yeah. show when he was doing his list, telling me what it was. And... I, and I'm going to tell you something. I tried to be a cigar snob before I should even have been a cigar snob. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I thought I knew and I didn't know crap. No, none of us did. And so here's the thing about the Romeo and Julieta. I am going to start smoking a few of their sticks and okay. seeing if maybe I missed something yeah. because I, in my head, wrote them off as a big corporation that doesn't make good cigars. And you didn't know. And I... Well, because you may I, find that I, diamond I, in the rug. Right. I may, I may stand by that, mm -hmm. but if you don't give them a chance, you, you don't have nothing to base it on. Right. I what if you. I miss out on something spectacular? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? We'll see. And this one was $8.81. Okay. Number four, we've smoked this one the Alec and Bradley Kintsugi Corona Gordo. I would have to smoke that again. $7.25. Because I don't remember that much. I mean, I remember the blue label with the gold Nitsu. Yeah, yeah, Kins Kintsugi. <laughs> no, it's Nitsu. It's K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I. Nitsu. <laughs> you can spell it a million ways, and Lubuckian. it says Nitsu. <laughs> He's going back to Lubbock. He went for the weekend. He's stuck. <laughs> hey, so how much is the price point on that? Seven twenty-five. That's a great list. Yes. Last one we've smoked also. The Oliva Series V Double Robusto, $9.10. Great cigar. Yes. Dude, that, that's also a super value <laughs> cigar because Come on with it. that Come can on. be easily a $12 to $14 cigar. Every day. And if you're in California, it probably is twelve, fourteen dollars, twenty. <laughs> Junior, yeah, oh, man. I I talked to my brother this week. How man. is he? He's he making it, man. He said, uh, "Dude, he is so busy." He, he's I like, talked to him a couple weeks he ago. Said he goes to work, comes home, takes a shower, plays with his kid, go to sleep, go to work <laughs> at like four in the morning. Yes, because he has to beat that traffic. Well, in California he's working his job, and but uh, then the, he's also running a, his, his own, own business. business. Yeah. After he is that true dude that has his hand in 97 things, but he's mastering them. Dude, and I'll tell you what's impressive to me is how busy he is, but he still makes time to do fun, badass oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. whether you see him on the beach, jet skiing, jet skiing. golfing, yeah. <laughs> just doing everything. Yeah. It's Riding like, his motorcycle and falling and skinning himself up. But <laughs> he, I'm like, dude, come on. But he isn't letting life no. pass him by. And at that age, because he's younger than us, he's still in his 30s. He just got in his 30s, didn't he? Yeah. And he's enjoying a middle-aged man's life. At that age. Right. He's doing it all. And I, and he does it the right way. With his family. Yeah. With his family. And I just sit back and I'm like, dude, 
I wish I had your mindset when I was in my 30s. I really do, man. I really do. I wish I had his energy. Shoot. If there was a way that we could steal his soul. <laughs> Siphon that energy part out of there. And then put it back. <laughs> put that soul back, but we got the energy and become billionaires. <laughs> it's like, where did this drink come from? Nowhere. <laughs> Don't look at him. Don't look at him. <laughs> yeah, Junior, Junior is oh, a... One of a kind. He, he, and he was a, he, he, not was, he is still a great friend of the show, of both of us, man. You know, he's a lot of up crew yes, guy now. Yes, yes. And let's see. Yeah, I got to send him a bunch of shit. You know, he waiting on it. <laughs> you know, he waiting on it. And as soon as he get it, he going to put it everywhere. It's going to be on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Shoot, what else? <laughs> Snapchat. Anything that's out there, he's going to put hey, it out there. So let's go back to a minute because I told you that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jax was giving me shit <laughs> because I was knocking on people. But take a picture. Look at that picture. Take mm-hmm. the phone. What, what do you think that cigar is sitting on? I pulled over on the side of the highway. That's a, that's a house shoe. Boom, dude, you're good. I noticed, I, I recognized the soul, and that, that's a house shoe. He put his, he put his cigar, look, he put his cigar on a house shoe. I was like, nobody will know what this that's is. That's a house shoe. <laughs> so the question is, why would you have a house shoe while you're on the road just happened to be in the car? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, look at this one. <laughs> he got an ashtray sitting on the dashboard. That's that's the big ashtray. Oh my god! This is my buddy Rob. Hey man, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with him, man. Never. I'm like, got to do what you got to do. Never. Bro. Leave leave a cigar uh, a show in Fort Worth at one o'clock in the morning and go close down. Uh, a Waffle House. <laughs> Me, you, and Junior. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, man. I love the Waffle House. I'm a You're big the fan. Only one. If, if they had a Waffle House and a, a White Castle here in Abilene, I'd weigh 9,000 pounds. <laughs> Where's Brian? Well, if you go down on South First, check the Waffle hey, House, hey. then go across the street. <laughs> if they were just back-to-back. Oh. I'm not a White House fan. White Castle. White Castle fan. White House either. <laughs> you can have both of them. Any, any one of those uh, domiciles that's white. No. Yeah. No. Uh, but, man, it's good. It's it's. I get it. It's nostalgia. Oh, dude. You, you, you know what? You wasn't raised on it. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to leave it alone. In the very near future, uh-huh. I'm going to have you come over. And I'm gonna make smash burgers for you, and I'm gonna use. You made Mac- it for everybody. I'm gonna make. Me. I'm, here's the thing, though. I've been using Mac Daddy's original recipe mm-hmm. seasonings, and dude, I made freaking fajitas tonight. <laughs> Did you get to eat, Luke? No. Well, they're in there. Okay. He said, "I'm gonna get them afterwards." <laughs> dude, night and day. All of a sudden. Because of him or his seasoning, I can chef. cook. He's become a chef. I don't cook, dude. <laughs> Do you know how often I'm, I'm cooking like four, ta- four days a week? Wow. And his seasoning makes all the difference. I got to give me some. But, dude, let me cook smash burgers for you. I knocked them out of the park. I put the seasoning in the meat. Yes. Then I had Velveeta. <laughs> the only cheese. Jalapeno cheese. The only cheese. Then 
I grilled onions in the mm. meat, and I grilled jalapenos to put on top. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, it was like there was yeah. a man inside me with a pump, <laughs> just pumping that cholesterol into my arteries. And your body was like, we don't care. It was like, <laughs> take it, take it, take it like a man. It tastes so good. <laughs> it was awesome. I showed a, I showed one of my coworkers a picture of one of my smash burgers. Uh-huh. And I've showed the picture to several people. And they're like, dude, that looks good. <laughs> That's a burger. You know what my coworker said? Dude, your arteries hate you. <laughs> and I was like. No. They're just like everything else. They love to hate me. Right. <laughs> they love to that hate me. That feels good. <laughs> I know it's not good for me, but. Oh, that feels so good. Do you think about those things? No. Nope. Thank you. I don't no, either. No, no. I say we got one life to live. I'm living I live it. Live it every oh. day. <laughs> he enjoyed his life. If I go out. I'm going to go out having enjoyed. Nothing to complain about. Exactly. Nothing to complain about. When I meet St. Peter, I'm going to be like, hey. He's going to be like looking at the list. Whoo, boy, you skirted the list a few times here. I'm like, but I live my life. I I'm enjoyed like, it. Does just dipping the toe in <laughs> count? <laughs> count? I mean, I didn't go all the way. <laughs> my big toe, it got there. Well, we'll let that go to hell. <laughs> You'd be nine toes in yes, <laughs> nine toes in heaven. Who <laughs> was it? Uh, John the Baptist, grab an axe, grab an axe. So, anyway, hey guys, uh, look down in the show notes also for notes, uh, the Mac Daddy's. Special, special original special yes. seasonings because dude's making me a believer <laughs> and making, i'm not a believer because a you know what i always tried before was <laughs> that montreal montreal it's a brand of seasoning no nah, bro we use lawry's seasoned salt okay but i'm just saying mac and daddy's cayenne has, pepper i don't know what is in his seasoning but it's good <laughs> Hey, ask Luke. Luke's had several burgers with the seasoning. He's, He's like, just shaking his head real fast. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So anyway, check on the show notes and check out Mac Daddy's original season. Talk about it. And then we want to say thank you to all our Patreon members. You guys one. help make the show possible every, every freaking week. One. And if you're not already on the Discord, come by, join the Cigar Talk Discord. We'll have the link in the show notes to join, join at your own risk. That is what, <laughs> yeah, we call it the Cigar Talk Circus. Because that's what it is. It's, 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 today I said it's almost more like a traveling carnival. No, it's a freak show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's isn't a that freak what the show. traveling carnival is? <laughs> yeah, it's a freak show. So, anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed this week's show. And until next time, keep smoking. <laughs>